95 Bellevue, everybody. Welcome back to 95 Bellevue. You're My welcome. Goodness. Thank you for showing me that video. I'm super happy about it. I can't wait for you to take it to school and show a whole new generation phenomena. Yeah, I'm about, I, I'll probably show the little third and fourth graders and they will have no idea what's going on. <laughs> just tell them, hey, I heard that these guys eat wood chips and see if you can get them to They'll be just like, rally around. They might be about that. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be excited about that. I asked your mom yesterday if the kid that ate the wood chip is the child of anyone I knew, and she said probably. <laughs> probably. He probably is. What's funny is that my mom, she was listening, and she, I hadn't told her that. Like, I didn't tell her that he had done that uh -huh. and she knew exactly who I was talking about before I even before I even told her who it actually was she goes it was was it him and I said how did you, you do that exactly ready I didn't even tell her and she knew oh, that was amazing he kind of looks like a wood chip eater <laughs> I mean there's those kids that you just know they're gonna they're gonna do that kind of stuff like they're gonna grow up and be fine but for that moment where they're from like first to High school, they're just, a, that's it's gonna happen and they're gonna eat a wood chip and it's, they're gonna be okay, but it's what it's gonna be. <laughs> I was cracking up so hard about your uh, glue and paper oh. you were talking about. <laughs> I was driving down to, to Sacramento this last week and I just had, you know, have a lot of time in my head and I don't like to fill all of it with podcasts and uh -huh. music and stuff. Sometimes I just think and yeah. and laugh to myself. And if anybody else was in the car, they would be like, what the heck are you Crazy laughing lady. at? Anyway, yeah. When I took my road trip from Wyoming to here, mm -hmm. I, I had a bunch of podcasts downloaded. I had like some songs and I would rotate from like, okay, funny podcast, a serious podcast, crime podcast. And then I would have like silence. And then I'd play some music mm -hmm. and then I would go back to my podcast and then I'd catch back up on my murdered one that I had. Mm -hmm. I was listening to like, I was listening to the series of a murder that happened in Humboldt. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like it was really, it was crazy. And there was, it's like an eight part series. And was I, it about I, Karen Mitchell? No, it's about, it was, okay. So it's not a murder. It's, um, oh, okay. it was the, it was a family and they remember they drove off the cliff, I think in Shelter Cove with like their family, like 12 kids. <gasps> How long ago? Not that long ago. It was in the news. They were from Oregon. They came up to Humboldt and they, they, um, had like uh, they had adopted a bunch of kids no that didn't happen there i mm -hmm. thought that happened in mendo no 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 no. it happened here it was i think it was down in shelter cove they ended up driving off the cliff i didn't finish the series so i don't know actually but it, it was, seems like that would have been something that they would have covered in the first episode but no i could have swore it, that was in mendo i don't think so but i i wanted i haven't finished it yet and it's been a couple years <laughs> oh, anyways well starting out on that really awesome hello topic, welcome, welcome. you everybody <laughs> to the Ogpet the podcast where we traumatize you in the first five minutes. <laughs> you have no idea what we're talking about. It's kind of just, welcome to the dinner table, right? Yeah, pretty it's much. It's kind of what it is. Running just... about ribs, so. Ooh. But. We'll be having a feast. <laughs> off camera, though. <laughs> Not off, on camera. Off, off microphone. <laughs> Mic do, muted. Do you like dinners like that? Do you like, like, when you come in to a, ha like a house that you maybe you're not familiar with, and do you like just, like, come on right in, go grab the cup out of the cabinet, or do you, like... Can if I have I'm, a cup of water. If I've been like, there a couple times, like at your house, I grab the cup. Okay, but, yeah. Uh, but if I'm in a new house, I don't do that. Unless it's like somebody that I'm really good friends with. Yeah. And then I just, ha for some reason, haven't been to their house ever. But I'd probably be a little bit more comfortable. Yeah. But. I find myself more comfortable when I go over to someone's house and it, the atmosphere is more like, come on in, like, just go get the cup, go get whatever you want out of the fridge. Like, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm much more awkward in a, in a house that's like, 
take, your, sh- like take your shoes off oh, and yeah. like sit down and then we're kind of quiet and there's like conversation at the dinner table it's uh-huh. not just like everyone shouting and yelling over each other mm-hmm. or just everyone doing their own thing like mm-hmm. i'm i thrive more in that kind of a setting <laughs> than hearing forks at the plate <laughs> you're funny i don't know but welcome to our dinner table we're having some we're having a, a feast tonight so right good. Mm-hmm. oh before we start we have an instagram and we have an email what? Yep. So our Instagram is at 95 Bellevue Podcast. We've been posting a little bit more. Savannah is our awesome social media team person. She's working on getting all kinds of stuff. Princess Wave. Cue the Princess Wave. Yeah, there we go. She's here in the <laughs> studio with us today um, behind the scenes. But yeah, so give us a follow. We like to see everyone commenting. I saw a couple businesses commenting on our last post, which was really fun. Like we had, yeah, girl. We had a couple people uh, comment and like like it, so that was really fun to kind mm-hmm. of see people in the community. They're like, why do they keep tagging us in their stuff? Uh-huh. <laughs> it's only took it five hundred times, and then they finally saw it. But maybe someday someone's <laughs> gonna send us a sweatshirt. We keep saying that. We're like, I wear extra large. <laughs> <laughs> Sage, what are you a larger or medium? Usually a large. I think. I think we said this last time too. We're like, if someone wanted to send us something. I would wear it. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Untag it. I already have my home is where the coffee is, Humble oh, Bay. Yeah. So don't send me that one, Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a hot brew mug. Oh, yeah. Sherry has some good ones. I don't have one of those. Anyways, what we are talking about, we wanted to sit down and have a conversation about what? Social justice and what's our role in social, the, in social justice and what's going on with the topic of racism and the topic of um, just all that's going on surrounding that. And we wanted to have a conversation. What's our role? What's my role? What's your role? What's What can we do together? All, all that. And so, as, as people that want to make a difference, yeah. we're not trying to force our views on people. If you no. are not interested in making a difference, then just turn the podcast off because <laughs> we're not talking to you. Or, I mean, you could just... We might. No. Yeah, I'm not trying to make anybody feel targeted or anything mm-hmm. or feel like they have to do something. No. But, hey, man, if you are interested in doing something or if you want to be a person that makes a difference, if you believe, like I believe, that that it that what we do matters, that yeah. everything that we do matters, that we actually can change the world if we believe that we can, if we really want to make a difference for our future generations, then yeah. keep on listening. <laughs> And also just like some of the stuff when I was like taking some notes and like reading and reading some articles and stuff, I was like, I was forming my own opinion and I was like, I don't want someone to take this as like, I'm telling them this is their new opinion. Like I want this, I want people to, out of listening to this to form their own opinion on it, you know, and form maybe like learn something new and learn something that maybe, maybe agree, maybe disagree with some things. Like I, Mm -hmm. I like that. That's kind of part of having a conversation is not always agreeing. And I think that that's pretty special and we can keep listening to a podcast that we don't agree with everything that's being said on it. Mm -hmm, For sure. (laughs) So you might learn something. You might get a new perspective. Yeah. You might teach. You might even just think about it in your car while you're driving down the road and be like, Hmm, Maybe I am interested. Maybe maybe what I do does actually make a difference. Maybe I shouldn't just, you know, be living for the now or myself. Maybe maybe I should be trying to pay attention to what I'm leaving for my kids and yeah. or even if you don't have kids for your for your friends' kids. 
or just yeah just how you're I mean you think about it you can go we were just talking today we were like oh my gosh it's already almost you know we're coming up on May already. I literally thought Mother's Day has already happened. Yeah. That was Easter. And we were like... It was Easter. That's what happened. <laughs> but we were like, oh my gosh, time is just flying by. Like, before you know it, it will be summer, and then it will be Christmas again, and then it will be... Oh, like, shut your face. But what I'm saying is it's going to go so fast, so you want to be intentional about the yeah. days that you're in, the moments that you're in, and be intentional about what you're doing and kind of how you're, how you're living it, because it can quickly get fast. Yeah. And pretty soon we're decking the halls. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I think it's important to just keep these conversations going. Keep keep talking about this stuff. Keep bringing it up even though sometimes it feels like it's beating a dead horse. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but <clears throat> we've got to keep doing it. So so I've been in a couple of conversations recently where, where I've said the statement, like, I think it's really important to care about social justice. Mm -hmm. Uh, some people are like, you can't. I don't think you can be a Christian if fill in the blank. And I'm like, well, I don't know if I, like, I just feel like being about social justice is a part of being the church. Um, and so twice in the last couple months, I've had somebody say, well, okay, fine. What is social justice? So I'm going to ask you that question. What is social justice? That's funny. Good thing. I, okay. So when I was... I think I've asked you it, and then I wanted to look it up again. And I don't think I did a very good job in that answer because I wasn't okay. ready for it. You are, so. You're not a dictionary. So now so I'm I asking you now. So I'm I put you on the spot. Well, I see social justice is from like looking it up and seeing and like reading, just reading into it a little bit. To me, like the basic, it to me is, um, per, like a personal, priv fair privilege or a personal liberty for everyone, mm -hmm. for anybody living under that whatever presidency dictatorship any of that stuff that you're living under it's that would be your social justice just figuring out what okay. what you're going after what it, what you're deciding to do it for or uh, how it, what you're deciding to bring awareness to or or change or mm -hmm. decide is unfair or fair whatever um, so I would say it's bringing it's taking individual people and making it out of a society and like using it to bring personal privileges that are fair to all. Mm -hmm. That's a hard thing to do. I liked, it, it is a lot of words, but I liked that uh, one of the things that I was reading, it says it's the opposite of discrimination. Discrimination is cutting people out mm -hmm. because of whatever reason, and we all know what discrimination is. We have everybody that has a job has to promise that they're not going to discriminate against anybody based on uh, race or uh heritage or gender or mm -hmm. age and all this different stuff so you know social issues social justice issues is basically making sure that in people aren't being discriminated against it's yeah. the opposite of discrimination it's it's basically protecting people mm -hmm. from something that they can't choose most of the time mm -hmm. there are some things that we've talked about that you know but um most of the time it's not not a choice thing that you're making. I mean, obviously, mm -hmm. one some is religion, some is you know other things that you are yeah. able to choose. But, but you don't get to pick your you don't get to pick your race or uh -uh. your gender. I mean, don't like that if you want. I don't. I'm okay with that. Yeah. But that you just does. There's just some things you don't get to pick. You mm -hmm. don't get to pick your heritage. No. You don't get to pick where you were born. And so the that's the best part about like what, that we even get to talk about this is because we get to decide we get to actually have a conversation going no we need to be better at this mm -hmm. some people don't get to have that conversation 
Uh, and it's kind of cool that yeah. we get to even we get to even discuss that and go wait we need to get better at this. And one thing that I've noticed is sometimes when we talk about this, there are people that feel like some things start rising up and they are feeling like they're being pressured, like mm-hmm. they have to care about that type of stuff. And I hope that you'll hear our hearts on that. That we're not telling you that you have to care, but for us, like like for me, I'm and I'll lump you in. Like I feel like we're in a position where we get to care. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are, we're coming from a faith world. We're coming from church. We love people, and we want to see everybody find their destiny and and be set in places where they're supposed to be and be fulfilled and thrive and have healthy relationships and and yeah. see people have opportunities to grow and just all kinds of stuff. And so for uh for me. Uh, I will say that it's it's a it's an honor to get to love people and care for people, and I think that the core of social justice and how we can make a difference, the absolute bottom line core of it, is to to we get to love people, we get to find out more about their stories and and what they're experiencing, and if there's anything that we can do to go to bat for them. Yeah, I think that's what I was thinking. Like, um, I know I was I was thinking about this and I was like oh I remember not long ago thinking like oh I can't like oh, that like what people are right you said um, people get kind of a rise out of it or something like they get anxious or something when we start talking about this type of things and I think it's 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 based I think out of just I think a lot of people just don't know the right things to say mm-hmm. they're afraid they're gonna offend someone they're afraid they're gonna hurt someone they're afraid that they, they could be accused of something um, well, I mean, I'm afraid that I'm going to hurt somebody that I care about, too. Somebody yeah. that listens to this and is like, Jen's trying to pressure me into whatever. And I just hope that people will hear our hearts on this and not feel like we're trying to tell them that they have to. You have to be passionate about what I'm passionate about. Like, no, no that's not what we're trying because to say Because next week I'll change what I'm passionate about. <laughs> um, but I feel like it's become this, like, change from, like, the right things to say or the right like getting the right words and stuff like that but more becoming like for me it's becoming more of like this heart posture yeah and that sounds kind of churchy I feel like but it really is it's becoming this more of like um this attitude I guess that you're I'm walking around with that's more of like no I'm standing by with I'm standing by these people because whether I know whether I've been through it whether I have never experienced anything that they've experienced I'm standing by them and I might not have the right words but at this point I feel um, I feel like it's I don't need to have the right words I just need to care care and love people and be willing to stand up with someone and whether that's me posting on social whether I feel like it's me posting on social media something or it's me going to a rally or it's me going and having a conversation with someone who might be in one of these minority groups that we're talking about or that someone that's been hurt by someone in the past for uh, anything, the color of their skin, their sexuality, their race, I mean, their um, their sexuality, their color of their skin or their religion or something mm-hmm. like that. I want to be, I want to be careful and I want to be someone who, um, I want to be someone who they, people don't have to get to know to know that I'm on their side. Mm-hmm. I want to be someone who is, Everything in me and everything about me, my spirit is just oozing with, I'm on your side because mm-hmm. I love you. I don't have to know who you are to love you. Mm-hmm. I, that's what I want to be. And that's what I want to get to at this. At, I want to get better at that. And I think 
And sometimes it might just be like with some of the stuff that you were talking about, whether it's your posting or whether you're, um, I think you listed a couple of other things, <clears throat> going to a rally, that yeah. type of thing. But sometimes that just might look like picking up a book that sometimes, you wouldn't normally yeah. pick up. I think um, I want to know more. You know, I don't, I don't understand. And I don't, I disagree with the narrative that it has to be either this or that, that there's only two, there's only two ways. There's only two options and Mm -hmm. you have to pick one. There's, I, I think that most of the time issues are a lot more complex than we give them, than we give people credit for. And like, I just picked up this book called the, the broken ladder. And it's about lots of different, um, lots of different things that impact and, A, a community and what contributes to inequality and it's it's like you know it seems like people are like capitalism does this and socialism does this and and each one of those two sort of main um, and how those are ways that we can run our society where uh, people either have the total right in capitalism to invent and create and go go as far as they want and and socialism, they kind of want more every everybody to sort of contribute to one pot, but everybody yeah. gets taken care of. And there's problems with each system. But <clears throat> one of the things that I'm learning in the broken ladder is that actually neither one of those systems are really truly what the sweet spot is. It's in the I think it's just a few chapters in. It's talking about how there it is okay to have a certain amount of income inequality to motivate people. But there's when the, the income inequality gets so huge and it actually changes the way people react and respond when people feel like when they feel when people feel poverty, they act different. Mm-hmm. And it's just such a fascinating book. And I'm really glad that I picked it up. But I really picked it up because I really wanted to understand a little bit more yeah. about how um, the tagline, how inequality affects the way we think, live and die. And so I was like, oh, that sounds like a really interesting book. I don't even remember where I came across it. But, (laughs) you know, sometimes it is just picking up a book and having and um, just leaning in and trying to learn more and asking questions. Mm -hmm. And when people are in are put into your sphere, uh, you're you're, ask questions, lean in, don't make your snap judgments and decide really quickly whether or not this person is an interest is worthy of you you know inquiring more about and i think we've talked about this in a in a couple other podcasts about like when when we're sitting down having these conversations when we're trying like we have to be open to be learning and hearing other people out because when we're not when we when we walk into a room or we walk into a conversation and we're already have our wall up and we're not willing to learn anymore we're not willing to budge you don't have to agree you don't have to turn your your uh, whole view around towards the person talking but I think coming in ready to learn with open arms and like an open mind, ready to filter in, filter out, you know, flush the flush the bad, take the good. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I well, think it's gonna. Some, sometimes you won't even have a wall up. You'll just somebody will say a, a, a phrase, phrase, yeah, and you will immediately think that you understand what that person is talking about and make a judgment like, mm-hmm. boom, oh, okay, now I know what you're talking about. Where, like, um, I even had an we had one the other a few weeks ago. Um, where we were talking about, I think I said, it's not about us, it's uh-huh. not about you, and you were like, I don't like that, and we had to, like, talk it out and work it out. Well, I had it, uh, I had it happen again 
couple weeks ago, somebody was saying that I was dramatic. And I kind of like tensed up a little bit and kind of got oh, a little bit my more stars. like. stars. <laughs> Me dramatic? <laughs> and... I almost fell off my unicorn. <laughs> Clutch the pearls. <laughs> <laughs> but instead of getting upset, I was like, what do you mean by that? And uh-huh. she explained what I meant by what she meant by that. And I was like, oh, to me, that 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 sounds more like maybe expressive. Like, I'm I totally I totally agree that I yeah. have an expressive personality, but I don't think I have an, a, dramatic. a dramatic personality to me. They I didn't mean what that that word didn't mean the same thing to them as yeah. it meant to me. I was just like, you think I'm a drama queen. You think that I make a mountain out of molehill. You think that I you know what I like. I was just like, your brain is actually has a hundred different things and comebacks. So will be like, I, I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. And then another time we were this is just last week I was down at my friend Jeff's house and we he made a statement and my hackles immediately <laughs> went up because we are <laughs> and I was like this is what I learned from Brene Brown say more about that uh-huh. and so he was able to shift and and I learned I learned more about his about his perspective I, I learned more about where he was coming from I learned more about his history I learned more about the things that he's learned in his 60 whatever years on the planet. And so it was really good. I was really glad that I said, uh, say more about that instead of just going, whatever, you're a dork. Uh-huh. And just ch- changes, <laughs> changes the conversation. Yeah. Just, you know, sometimes that, okay, well, you know what, let's just agree to disagree phrase is helpful, but sometimes it's a cop-out. Yeah. Because sometimes it keeps you from asking the question, say more. Mm-hmm. Say more about what you mean. Tell me about that. Tell me more about yeah, your experience. I think that that is having people explain things out is super helpful for any situation. Whether it's kids on the playground, one comes up to me and is mad because another one said something, and then I have the other one come over and they're like, "I talk it out, have a powwow. We're talking, you know, we're doing this. I know you don't want to, but we're gonna talk it out." And then they realize, oh, see, they didn't mean that. That's not what they were saying. They were yelling at someone else that something, you know, and they're all, oh, now they're best friends again. Starts from the littlest to oldest people. We need to keep doing that. We need to keep, and fill me in more. I even <laughs> Enlighten remember, me. Yeah. I but, even remember on the worship team, one of the younger members, uh, she's not with us anymore, but she was upset with somebody. And I just asked a bunch of questions. I was just like, oh, why do you, th- why, how did you feel when that, when he said that? And she told me, and I was like, well, why do you think he acted like that? Well, what do you think about, about how he's feeling? You know, I think we kind of got to even like, well, what is his home like life, her, her home life like? And, and then I was like, well, and then she, uh, she kind of like came to the conclusion. She's like, oh, maybe he didn't mean that. Maybe he was just frustrated because he's dealing with X, Y, and Z, which they were friends. It's a small school. You guys all know what's going on in each other's lives when you're in school together, mm-hmm. right? You know, the, it was some of the kids from, from the okay. band. And, 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 um, and she felt better. She wasn't upset with him anymore. And they never talked it out. They didn't talk it out at all. She yeah. just changed her opinion about the interaction based on adding more information that she really already knew, but she brought it into her mm-hmm. perspective and she was like, she just like totally forgave him and, and it freed her, yeah. I think. It was really good. Well, we can have like, I, you can talk like with, quickly you can get on the train of assumptions and making <laughs> up stories really fast. And I mean, I know that I do it all the time and I try to step back and see like the big picture. Well, like this person, maybe they're, you know, they're going through this. 
I don't know. Maybe it maybe it was something as simple as they they said it with a tone that you took wrong. Yeah. And they really meant nothing by it. So I think asking asking questions is super important mm -hmm. because it's going to open up an extra door that was usually locked mm -hmm. before and now it's going to be unlocked and you can kind of explore in there and see like either by yourself or, or hopefully with someone else when you're kind of going through two different sides of something yeah and well and we got to be careful about bringing our stuff in I, I i'm not even joking it was probably a year ago one of my sergeants called up and he asked me to do something and i was like okay whatever you say boss just exactly in that tone right and he was so mad he waited till the next day because he was so mad that Whoa. he couldn't talk about it and then he called me and he told me and i have you know i have the same sort of like relationship with my sergeants as i do with uh, you know other people in my life mm -hmm. i'm like i i will always listen to you i want you to tell me if you have problems i can't promise i will like it but i can't promise that i will listen mm -hmm. and so he brought it up and it turns out he has a 12 year old daughter that says whatever you say oh. in a snotty way and triggered that him. triggered him so hard. I was just like, hey, you know what? Now that I know that, I will not use that term. I hardly ever use it. I don't know why I even used it in that point yeah. at that point. But it was like, yeah, sure, whatever you want. You're the boss, you know? Mm -hmm. Do you tell you ask me to do stuff and I'll do it, even if I disagree with it. But he took it as like very disrespectful. You're being snotty, yeah. But hey man, <laughs> so, so we gotta be careful of our own biases yeah. too. Sometimes it's just getting down kind of like in the we gotta dirt. We got to talk ourselves down. Or, no, but getting down <laughs> in the dirt with people and getting like side by side with them and yeah. walking kind of with them, like in their shoes kind of going and seeing yeah. what they're going through. Like you would never, you would never know that. And then he'd be like, oh, my daughter says that and it gets me every time. But if you would never create, if I never created the culture of like, I want for you to bring problems to me. I want for yeah. you to, to tell me if I, if you're experiencing me in a way that you, that I don't mean for you to experience like we never would have had the conversation and he would be mad probably and not like me for some reason to this day. And I mean, he's gone now, so he doesn't even work in the area. So I really wouldn't care, but <laughs> you know what I mean? But seriously, it's, uh, we got to create the culture first before people mm -hmm. will come and bring stuff to us. we got to create the culture of like, let's talk stuff out because yeah. I will, I will engage with you. I will dig in with you. I will lean in with you. Mm -hmm. That's why some of the, some of the stuff that's going on, I'm a little bummed about just like with some of the rioting and some of the things that, that go be, on that should be uh, an understatement yes i'm i because is the rioting still going on yeah there's some stuff that going on because there's a few people that um there was someone who was killed the other uh, just the other day by a, a police officer no oh, wow and I, I i i'm looking at both sides and i i'm i, I get frustrated on both sides i get frustrated with where it's like um I understand justice. I get that. Mm -hmm. You know, I was listening to Erin and Aaron McManus, and they were talking about. They were like after um, the Derek. I think Chavin is yeah. how you pronounce it. The verdict. Yeah, the verdict. Um, and it, it put words to how I was feeling too, because I saw on like social media all these people cheering and being super excited about him going. You know, being convicted yeah. on all three cases on all three um, charges. Which on one hand I understood, but on another hand I, w I was not, I wasn't celebratory. Like I was, I was more like something doesn't feel right either about e either side. Like something just yeah. feels off to me and I, I don't really want to celebrate someone going to jail for the rest of their lives. Mm -hmm. Who he'll probably 
who knows what will happen to him. I'm sure he has a family too. You know, I'm not. I'm not saying what what happened was, you know, justice. Whatever. We live in a country where there is law, there is order. Things need to be done. People need to be treated fairly. Mm-hmm. Um, and but I just felt like a loss of words of like I I don't for some reason I don't feel I don't feel happy either. This doesn't feel right. <clears throat> this doesn't feel like, like the way to do it either. Yeah. Um, and Even I don't know it's... how to find that balance of like law and what's right you know like you just want to say love everybody but that's not reality yeah I wasn't sure if I was going to go into this but it seems like it's kind of segueing in I brought us there I'm sorry no it's okay um I've been I, I work in law enforcement and it's hard to see like it's um it's hard to see police officers do stuff that they shouldn't be doing. Yeah. I'm also a pastor. It's really hard to see pastors do stuff that they're not supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really hard to see pastors that pastor huge churches. A lot of people look up to them. They guide a lot of people. They influence a lot of people. Have moral failures, and and I and I know that 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 can like kind of get into people and like really mess with them. They they can feel they can they can you can grieve. For uh, for somebody that you actually had haven't Never met. ever met, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but so, and the same thing with police officers. It's kind of like with police officers and pastors. I will say that there's nothing that pastors dislike more than another pastor that messes up really big and makes it in the news. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's some. It's absolutely heartbreaking, and. I know so many cops and I know so many of them that are good, yeah. good men. There's a lot more good than, yeah. hundreds of them over my 14, 15 years in law enforcement. And so it breaks my heart to see all of m- all the guys that I care about a lot be, their lives be threatened and them to feel an extra sense of like unrest and, and um, fear a little bit because of something that somebody did halfway across the country. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it's hard. And I know, I know that there's nothing that a police officer hates more than a corrupt police officer. Yeah. It is, it's worse than murderers. It's worse than drug dealers. It's almost worse than child molesters. Prob- child molesters might be the other thing that they hate just as much of yeah. <laughs> as more as a, than yeah. another police officer because because in both of those instances it's someone with power yeah. that mm-hmm. is intentionally hurting somebody with no power and uh, an authority you know what yeah. i mean like yeah. the, it's just such an abuse it's such a terrible horrible thing that we shouldn't be seeing and it's hard for us in the faith world cuz we are like we want to love everybody and um Romans chapter 13 is a is a passage in the bible that talks about government Romans chapter 12 talks about um, uh, gifts and love and stuff, but Romans chapter 13 talks about government. And what it talks about in government that I think is super fascinating, and it's kind of something that the church has really been talking about for the last couple of, um, well, the last year, I guess I should say, because we've been coming at it from a different perspective. But Romans chapter 13 says to let people be subject to the governing authorities because God has established authorities. Mm Mm-hmm. And then he starts talking about people that rebel against authority are rebelling against something that God's instituted and the rulers and the judge, the, the rulers do not hold terror there. You shouldn't be afraid of a ruler if you are doing good. So if you do good, 
like I do good most of the time, so I I don't fear when a police officer shows up behind my car. I just assume that he's going the same direction as I am. You know what I'm saying? But if but they don't deal with people that do right, but for they deal with those that do wrong. So if you want to be free from fear or the one in authority, then do what's right, and you don't have to worry about it. What they're basically saying, and I heard this uh, message about that this totally opened my eyes, is that us who believe in the Lord, that follow him, we want so much to be ruled by love. We want to be governed by love. We want to make sure that we love everybody, that we take care of everybody. But if people refuse to be motivated by love, God has set the government in place to motivate them by fear. So if you, Sage, refuse to love your neighbor because you just love him, Mm -hmm. the government is going to step in if you try to do evil to him. Yeah. So it's like something it's like a structure that was set into place for so that on actually I believe so that the church actually can sort of on its own plane gather people to be motivated by love because when we operate up th- up in the motivated by love category we don't have to worry about being motivated by fear because those people are not for us if we're not out committing crimes doing murder like if we're not out speeding we're not going to be messed with by the police now the problem is is that with social justice um or when it comes to inequality with races and stuff Mm -hmm. is like we have my brother-in-law is a black man and he has he is the absolute sweetest man i really love him and he, um, he fears being pulled over by the police because he has been pulled over by the police. And he has had encounters where he had, where he didn't, like for me, I honestly do not have fear when the police get behind me. Yeah. He does have fear when the police get behind him and it's because he has had, had it, uh, problems. Um, he's just as good of a driver as I am. He it li- has a way better job than I do. He makes way more money than I do. He lives in a way nicer house than I do. Like, the l- there's no reason he doesn't he carry. Should, yeah. He doesn't. He there's a lot of things that he is either equal or by the books it should. Play yeah. Out. it seems to me like he should have the same experience as I do where I don't have to worry. I don't break laws. I don't need to worry about being pulled over by the police, but he's like, no, I really do because I've had problems before. And so that's an inequality that we can, that, that I can choose to be like, well, you're tripping Mm -hmm. and he can be like, okay, well, you're like, I just think it's, it's wrong for us to assume that everybody has the same experience as we do. Yeah. And so, but going back to this Romans chapter 13 thing, it's basically like the government is here to make sure that people are protected and the church should also care about people being protected. And so it's like we work on different planes, but we work in tandem with each other. They have to work together. Like it has to. I I just, I just, I just thought that was, um, Super fascinating when yeah. I looked at it that way. So what do you think with that? What do you think the role right now of the church is with all that's going on, working in, working with the government, working with protecting people? Because a lot of times I see, you would think right now the church would be the for, like would be the, would be the loudest voice to protect people and welcoming people and saying, no, whether or not I've experienced this, like I believe you. I, I, and 
I don't, I've seen it from a few, and I don't want to say that I'm not seeing it from the Christians, because there's, there's a lot that I don't see that happens every day that people go through. I don't, I don't like blaming people for something I don't see. Right. But where do you, where, what do you think the role is right now of the church? We know it's to love, we know it's to protect, but like, what is that, like, actual daily role of people in the church? Not the building, obviously. Yeah, the church, the people, the body of Christ, the millions of us across the planet that follow Jesus. I think that our job as the church is to not abandon our post to gather as many people into the kingdom of God as possible so that we have more people that are being motivated by love. I don't think that we should abandon that post to go play too much in the realm in the of the government, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. It's not to say, because we are not of this world, but we are in this world. This is getting a little preachy, sorry. That's okay. But um, We're all over the place. <laughs> we are in the world, but we're not of the world. And so... I was born as a citizen of the United States of America. A citizen of the United States of America has certain rights and we have certain responsibilities. So I believe that we absolutely should be voting. Mm -hmm. I believe that we absolutely should be in politics. I think that the church actually needs to do a better job of raising up quality people that are actually instead of insulating ourselves and trying to like make sure that we're all safe when Jesus comes and raptures everybody, you know, <laughs> that we actually need to like raise up sons and daughters that understand how to be a good citizen and send them, be proud to send them to public school and be proud to, and I say that as somebody that's on the board of a Christian school, Yeah, that uh, we need to raise them up to be good police officers. We need to raise them up to go start businesses. We need to raise them up to go be in in education, in business, in healthcare, in mm-hmm. the arts, in media, in all of the seven mountains, and all of the, um, all the, I think John Maxwell has eight spheres of influence, mm-hmm. basically, but we should be raising up quality people that love the Lord, that are motivated by love, that are actually going out into the world and changing and raise them up. We, we should be raising up the next president. We should be praying for the president of, or the winner of the, you know, 2052 election. Yeah. the the 2048 the 2060 like um i don't think that we should abandon our mandate to absolutely do everything in love though to to come down to what i see as an inferior reality of of being so obsessed with government that we forget that we're yeah, we're, we're called up here very unhealthy so there's going to be a lot of people about. that <laughs> disagree with me there, but that's, okay. that's basically what I think. Yeah. I, I've just, yeah, I've just been seeing so much. I don't know where I, like, I don't know how to figure out what's, what I'm feeling with a lot of this stuff where, cause I'm like, I'll see something. And I'm like, I don't agree with that. And then I'll see something. And I'm like, but why, why, why are we not running towards that? And I know that's my own thinking of like, I see some pastors, you know, they're, they're doing, they're preaching in the pulpit, like certain certain things, you should be doing this, you should be going to rallies, you should be, you know, sh- you know, sharing on, po- show, 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 you should be sharing on social media, mm-hmm. you know, that you're standing with people um, of different communities. And I see all that. And then I, I go, well, I don't, I don't know. I, Cause I see, and then I see other people going, I saw a post the other day that was like, 
um, it was a quote and it was like, uh, just so you know, it was kind of a snarky little thing and it was like, <laughs> God created humans. So, so that's the race, humans. Girl, yeah, preach. But I didn't know, I was like, I don't, I, I, he did, I, I understand that, but I'm like, there's a beauty in different races. Yeah. Like there, no like, one... But it, the, the post was about like, stop, stop saying that like, it was Black Lives Matter, it's All Lives Matter. Which I agree with both, because I'm like, well, yeah, All Lives Matter. But then I see some people, some pastors saying, well, you know, like, or some, I see these people crying out, like, black lives don't matter until, I mean, all lives don't matter until black lives matter. Mm-hmm. And I see, I under, I get that. Like, I'm like, yeah, these people don't feel that they matter. So when you shout all lives matter, that means nothing. It, it's, it's true, though. It is, I understand it is. It, it, that's how I feel. Mm-hmm. I do feel that way. One of the best examples I saw of that was somebody that was com- was uh, comparing it to somebody whose house is on fire. Have you heard of that comparison? Mm-hmm. No. So all the houses in this town matter, right? Mm-hmm. But if my house is on fire and the fire department are all running to my house to put out my fire i don't want all my neighbors being like my house matters too like yeah. my house is literally on fire can we put my can we put my <laughs> the fire out of my house and then we can talk about your house if you have a problem with it or whatever yeah i don't I, that's probably a bad way to no i i like that because it's it's kind of like we understand like we we understand that everybody matters we understand that yeah. in a perfect world everyone would matter everyone needs something everyone needs help everyone everyone matters the same but at certain points and certain times, it's okay also for a certain group or a certain person or a certain religious group, whatever is being attacked, we should run to their safety, run to their protection first, run to their like helping them, get them back up, get them back on their feet to where they're running just with us. So mm-hmm. then we're all on this like trail together. And because I imagined it like as like, you know, those races where the bikes are going around and then if one mm-hmm. crashes, the other ones just keep smacking into it. Yeah. It's like, well, if someone doesn't stop and help that person get out of the way and help them up, everyone's just going to keep smashing eventually. Mm-hmm. People are going to get ahead. But then once they come back around that corner, they're going to keep hitting them. Mm-hmm. So if, if we got to, it just takes a few people to get down and help them up and get them back in that race. And then we can all be back together again. Yeah. Not, not and I, I don't know. I just, I'm just figuring out where. Mm-hmm. Where where I stand on this too, and all this stuff, and how I feel, and so then what it becomes, yeah. So <laughs> then it becomes, okay, I care. Okay, I, w- I want to do something now. What do I do? Mm-hmm. Because I can't take in a kid at the wall and go to every rally and fight against racism mm-hmm. and um, fight against gender inequality and fight like what a, what am I supposed to do? Yeah, I would. I would say, actually, to answer my own question, <laughs> the thing that's in front of you. Yeah. In the, in the Old Testament, when they were building the walls of Jerusalem, the, um, I can't remember if it was Nehemiah or Ezra, but he's just like, hey, listen, you guys just build the wall in front of you. Everybody just build the wall in front of you. And each person, when they went out of their house in the morning, they built the wall in front of them. And in, they'd been trying for, like, hundreds of years to rebuild that wall. And they got it built in, like, 52 days because everybody went. They paid attention to what was going on around them. They were prepared to fight if they needed to, and they built the wall in front of them. Mm-hmm. 
I just think that's a beautiful picture of of what we should do. I can't I can't foster a million kids. I can't do- adopt a million kids, but I can I can do for one what I wish I could do for everyone. Yeah. I think that yeah. Just taking like each thing by and actually doing the research and built like coming up against that wall and then figuring it out mm-hmm. instead of like it can get overwhelming yeah when it's t- like okay totally i got this and that and that on tuesday and this on monday and mm-hmm. gotta schedule that in you know it's like it becomes a schedule and where it's like th- these are these are people <laughs> yeah. this isn't a calendar that we gotta set up you know well and it's and a, a facebook post is nothing without deeds behind it mm-hmm. not that you have to put your deeds all over Facebook, but like here it says in James, uh, I, you have faith and I have deeds. And if you try to show me your faith without deeds, I'll show you my faith by my deeds. I'll show you that I care about you by doing something. I'm not just going to say that I care about you and then not do anything about it. Yeah. And I think that's where some things I think I was like little things like with social media, like posting a little thing, like it kind of helps me build myself up to mm-hmm. the point where it's like, no, I, 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 I would, I would hopefully, you know, if I saw something going on, I would stand up for it. Mm-hmm. I would not allow it because I know, I know the difference. Like I know what that looks like. I know what, uh, what it looks like when someone's being <laughs> mistreated mm-hmm. for whatever reason, whether they're old, whether they're young, whether they're anything. It can go on any level, and I don't want to make one less or the or more, but mm-hmm. it it kind of those little those little daily like exercises almost Mm -hmm. like help you in the research they help you like build up this like you're ready you're ready to go Mm -hmm. and I don't want to be I don't want to be always using my weapons on everything and being like attacking everyone right but when I know it's time I'll know it's time (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. so what's our role what's your role my role is to love people Mm -hmm. my role is always to love people yeah and that's going to look different for for different people, you know. <clears throat> we Sometimes we talk about, like, love languages and stuff. And we had one episode where we talked about love languages. And you were like, I don't want to know what the, my partner's <laughs> love language is. <laughs> but you meant in the beginning. You wanted to find it out. You wanted yeah. to mine that out of the relationship. But, like, for you, you know, for somebody who who, who you're just friends with, you might just meet their needs by caring about them by talking to them by doing something that they like to do by giving them a gift if they're a gifts person or giving them a compliment if they're an affirming words person or Mm -hmm. spending extra time with them if they're a quality time person or you know sometimes I I love you by not squeezing you into a bear hug every time I see you (laughs) you know what I mean (laughs) I tell you that I'm proud of you I give you um I give you space and room to to grow and be creative and stuff create a space for you I feel like that's a way that I love you um with my husband I love him a different way I tell him that um that I'm proud of him and that I and I care about him and I do stuff for him and and so but hey man with a single mom she might want me to mow her lawn or send her a DoorDash you know cart full of groceries so she doesn't have to go to the grocery store watch her kids for her while she goes to the store by herself or, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it, just loving people is going to be look different for every single person. It just kind of depends on what the situation is and to feel people act different when they feel secure and protected and they act different when they feel like they're alone. Mm-hmm. And so I don't want people that I know 
that I'm in relationship with to feel alone or feel like they don't have anyone in their corner, feel like they don't have anyone to talk to. Yeah. I have not experienced so many things in the world. I grew up in Humboldt County. Like, I've never... I didn't even know what... I, I honestly, I've never even seen another drug except for marijuana, and I'm 43 years old. So there's going to be so many experiences that I have not had, but no matter what, like, I can listen... Yeah. I can be your friend. I can love you. Like yeah. I can I can be a sounding board for your experiences. I cannot reject you when you're telling me something really scary or really crazy or something, you know. I can teach myself not to flinch when people <laughs> tell me really crazy stuff about their, you know, sexual exploits or yeah. whatever, you know. <laughs> there's just there's just so many things, so many ways that you can be there for people. Mhm. I think that's that's kind of what I'm coming out of this is just like I'm I'm done I'm done being okay with I don't know like I'm done being okay with I don't know the right word so I'm gonna step out like, I've done that so many times I, I, I'm done doing that I wish I had been done when I was 22 I carried that <laughs> until I was like 35 I might not be done but I'm saying I'm done you know <laughs> no it's so but, scary to I have no idea what I'm gonna say so I, I'm not gonna say anything yeah and I just, I feel like that is, for me, a, a much more harmful than maybe messing up or maybe saying the wrong thing or offending someone. Yeah. Jeff reminded me of this quote from a president. I can't remember which one, but a sure way for evil to prevail is for good men to sit back and do nothing. Mm-hmm. That's kind of, that's kind of what happens a lot. Yeah. And then we we get to a point where we're like, I don't know. Good what to women do. too, just in case anyone wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> we're Everybody. not saying that only men can do good things. Heck no. <laughs> what would you want people that are listening to like? I don't know to take away to not take away, but like hear out of all of this that what we love people to that we're in our corner, lean in and learn. If people, I said this a few episodes ago, and I'm going to say it again. When someone invites you into their experience, it's a gift. So go there and, like, be, don't be afraid to go there with them and ask questions and throw a couple things in your tool bag. Like, yeah. say more. Tell me more about that. And that I, wa- could be, I want to learn more. I want to hear more. That could be something as simple as them opening up their to their, like, what their day was. Yeah. Like, it doesn't have to be this, come sit down with me, have lunch. It can be the simplest thing when I'm at the register at Pizza Co. And I ask someone how their day was, and they take a deep breath, and they go, it was all right. They're letting me in. Mm-hmm. They're saying, I had a bad day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So that's, and I'm not going to hit it every time. I'm not going to, sometimes I'm going to be like, mm, okay. You know, <laughs> here's your change. <laughs> but My Felicia. Yeah, some, but sometimes you can feel it, and you're, I feel like that's you, that's the time to be like, Oh, okay, here, I can, I can come in too. Like, mm-hmm. you're opening it for me. I don't know you. <laughs> I don't even know your name. Yeah. But you've welcomed me in and I'm going to, I feel the privilege being, being able to do that. And I think a little bit of that goes a long way with people. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, see, I think we should see people as, as fellow humans, you know? We have something in common with them if, we're, if they're sitting in front of us. I mean, we can't, we can't um, do everything for everyone, but we can do something 
for one that yeah. we wish we could do for everyone. Don't be afraid. <laughs> be bold. I mean, don't be like busting into people's, you know, stuff sometimes like the Kool Aid Man. Sometimes you gotta, oh, sometimes you gotta bust in. There's a few times. Not often. Don't, but. Yeah, but you don't gotta be like running up to the next <laughs> like colored pre- person that you uh, that you see on the street and be like, "Tell me about your experiences." No, that's too much. <laughs> be an Asian in Humboldt County. How about just be a normal person? How <laughs> yeah, about, like, just, just function like a human. And if function. you're and if you're a person of faith, I would say to ask the Lord what you're, what He's calling you to do. Don't I? I don't want to make anyone feel guilty. I don't want to no. make anybody feel anything like like they like feel bad about what they have not done in the past. But um, yeah, I, I don't. I do think that it's something that that matters to care about people. For sure, it matters. It's one of the best things that we get to do on this planet. And it's to be honest, when we are done on this earth and we go to heaven there's none of this stuff is going to be there this is literally going to be our only opportunity that we have to impact uh our communities our nation the the kingdom of god like mm-hmm. this is our only shot we get one like eminem said oh you only get one shot jesus miss an opportunity <laughs> there we go so yeah anything I remember Jen Johnson saying one time in a interview or in like a little talk that she was doing, she said that she was going to the grocery store and she was super busy and she had a million things to do and she was frustrated with her kids and all this stuff. And she walked in the grocery store and she came back out and there was this homeless man sitting there and he, he looked at her and she's like, in that moment I knew I had to do something but I didn't know what I could do. I had my bags of groceries, my kids had to go to soccer practice, I was busy, like I, I couldn't do anything for him. I, I thought, she's like, I thought to myself, what, what could I do to, for this person that would actually help them? Mm-hmm. And she said that God told her just to look at him and smile. So she did. She looked at him and she smiled and she didn't say a word and she walked past him and she said that she got into her car and she like started sobbing and she was like, I knew that smile showed Jesus the most, like more powerfully than anything she could have done. Mm-hmm. Any words she could have said, any amount of money she could have given him, any clothes she could have given him, any food, whatever. She said that smile spoke Jesus into his soul. Oh, wow. And she went away and she knew that... That she had been obedient. Yeah, and walking and listening. And, like, swaying with God in the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. is is what she... Th- I, and I, I, I remember going away from that and being like, that changed that man's life. Mm-hmm. I know it did. So I think that's, that's our role. <laughs> I think that's what it comes down to. So... We were prepared for good works. We were designed for good works that he prepared for us before he ever created us and put us on this planet. Mm-hmm. So show up to him. Mm-hmm. Amen. All right. Thank you guys for listening to 95 Bellevue. 95 Bellevue guys. This was a great chit-chat that we had. I hope that you enjoyed it. I hope that you have some questions. If you do, DM us on our Instagram page or send us an email. Um, carrier pigeon like we said smoke signal we respond to anything so <laughs> wave us down at the stoplight i'm out of carrier pigeons to send back those shoot so dang it all okay <laughs> well on that note we love you guys we'll see you on the next episode of 95, 95 bellevue, bellevue.